Recorded live. Good morning and welcome to the Simply Pray Prayer Call. This is Prophetess Rhonda Hammond. Good morning to you all. Welcome. We invite you in. Part of what we're talking about this morning, inviting you in. But we invite you to our prayer call this morning to pull up your chairs or if you're in your jammies and just have a seat with us and um, start your day with us. Welcome again. So today is the middle of the month. Man, this month is rolling by fast, and we only have a couple days left. <laughs> Interesting enough that I know this, to get our dollar coffee from the Wawa. If you're near Wawa, I absolutely love coffee, and I was sitting here thinking, man, I only have a week left. Time is rolling by in such an uh, enormous way that we have to make sure that we uh, enjoy it and take time to just, take care of ourselves and self-care and all that good stuff. I can go on and on. This morning, I'm waking up and I'm singing this song as I, as I pass my threshold, and I'm going to tell you about it, is um, you're welcome in this house. Um, and this is what this prayer call today is about, this house. This house, this house that we live in, the houses that we live in, but the house that we live in, this house that we utilize every day, the house that we walk in, the house that we take care of, hopefully, that we give nourishment and health and feed great food and take time to take some rest and to breathe. Yesterday I just sat there and I just had to practice breathing. And mind you, this is a thing that comes so natural to all of us that we just do it without even thinking about it. But practicing breathing just to take some time to breathe in um, just and and breathe and relax and release all of the uh, stuff, the negative stuff, right? So today I want to talk about um, this thing that happened yesterday, and I want to give you some scripture. Um, It brought me back to one of the first people that God spoke to me about in the Bible. And when I went back over it, I was sitting there thinking to myself, Lord, were you revealing something about her and me because she's a wealthy woman? Um, If you go through just so many women of the Bible, you'll find out some great things about them, most of the people in the Bible, of course, and you'll get some relatable things about them, and you can say, wow, this this is what's going on with me, too. And so that's what I love. I have this brown notebook, (laughs) and when the Lord first started speaking to me, to my daughter, when God speaks to you um, in a training training point, um, when he first starts to you are a dreamer, right? You're a dreamer because usually he speaks to you through, in your dreams because you're moving and you're fast and, and you have a lot going on in your life. And then he begins to trust you and he starts to give you some um, words. This is my experience. He starts to give you some words. And um, one of the first people he spoke was the Shunammite woman. And so I went on this quest to find out about the Shunammite woman. She came to mind yesterday as I stood at my doorstep. Yesterday, um, what I loved about being home in 2012 was this time of uh, induced prayer. Induced, you know how when you have a baby, they have to give you um, medication to speed up your labor pain so that you can birth a child. Induced, induced prayer. I felt like the Lord brought me home in 2012 to induce prayer, to give me uh, this time of quietness so that I could pray, and it induced prayer in the in prayer in my life and this is where simply pray just kind of turns into a different thing 
and uh, we're in the midst of working on our Simply Pray book and so induced prayer. So Shunamite woman is one of the women that came up in my brown notebook. I was explaining to her, and I said it was one of the people that God spoke to me first, and then now he's been to you know, give you more and more words as he can trust you, as, he, as you steward over his words. And then he started to give me more things, and now he talks about cities, and so much so. <laughs> I'm so excited about it, so much so uh, that I have this, like books of things that God has said to me, right? And last night I went to a store and I went to go buy this world map. And you guys know that there's a map usually in the back of my videos, but this is a different map so that we can chronicle places and things in our lives. This is how serious and, and dedicated. I want to encourage you, if you can um, pull up a chair with me uh, for some juice this morning. My daughter gave me this acronym, Join Us in Creating Some Excitement. We're so excited about God's word, some juice this morning, right? Juice. And so yesterday I had this experience, back to the yesterday, and uh, I walked to the door, and I literally, thank you, Jesus, because I'm looking at my door. I literally walked to the door, and I began to just talk to God about life, about my kids, about um, their safety, about my husband, just and, and praying, my prayer literally was, it took me back to this word that the Lord gave me, threshold, threshold. And threshold is that space between the door. And so I stood there in the midst of the threshold in the door, holding onto the door, holding onto the screen door, and I began to start to pray to God and ask him some serious things, so much so that I asked God in this prayer that every person that walked over this threshold, that God that you would bless them and that you would keep them. And, and when they walked in this house, that it would make a difference, that they would feel something so um, great, that they would it would just be life-changing and salvation. And I, I just went into prayer, and it just it was a, not a long prayer, just a good 10 minutes where I just began to, to speak to God. But in such a way, I said to Al this week that sometimes those short prayers, um, are so powerful because they come from a place of realness from that very moment when you are in the midst of that thing and you can just go to God and, and speak to him and and, and um, know that that prayer has been delivered in such a way. And that was yesterday in this house, in this house. I've been praying about in this house for 10 years. A lot is going on, and I kind of get it with this human white woman as the Lord gave it to me years ago, and then I went back to her uh, this prayer call today, that you'll kind of get um, her her passion, her kindness, right? And her, um, just, man, she's awesome. So let me give you the scripture. We're not going to read a lot of her story, but I'm going to just give you some backdrop. Uh, the Shunammite woman is Second uh, Kings 4, 8 through 37, but we're only going to read 8 through uh, 10. I'm going to stop right there. Um, one day, Elisha went to Shunammite, a prominent, Shunam, a prominent woman who lived there persuaded him to eat some food. Whenever he passed by, he stopped there to eat. And then she said to her husband, I know that the one who often passes by here is a holy man of God. So let's make him a small room upstairs and put a bed, a table, a chair and a lamp there for him whenever he comes. He can stay there. 
when I was thinking about this yesterday, uh, one of the things about the Shunite woman is that she's a kind woman. She's content, she's she's kind, and she's persistent. Those are the three things that are described about the Shunite woman. The Shunite woman, the character of her, she's a prominent woman in Shunam. She's a wife of an elderly man. She built a guest room for Elijah, Elijah's youth, Elisha. Elisha prophesied that she would have a son. Her son became ill and died. Elisha raised him from the dead. Elisha urged her family to leave the land because famine was approaching. She returned home after seven years, my number. The king restored her ownership of her land and her income. And the Shunammite hospitality to Elisha brought her great blessings. Sensitivity to the needs of others is a gift as unto the Lord. Those are her life lessons. Amen. Yesterday when we walked out of the house uh, later after this prayer, this, this, this invitation, I call it an invitation. It's one of the things, um, and this is what this call is about, too. It's about your house. And so this morning, um, if I could just digress for a second, this morning is when I walked over that threshold, <laughs> coming outside to get in my car, I usually do it to do the prayer call. Um, I began to sing this song. You have come into this house, gathered in the same to worship him. And that was my, oh, God, there you go. Okay, God, there you are. As soon as I walked over the, thresh, the, the threshold, right, and I was like, God, there you are, because this is a prayer that I had even prayed earlier in life to come into this house. If I can leave you with nothing today, it's the invitation, invitation to invite God in, right, to invite him into your house. I'm always inviting God into my situation, and I'm so serious about this today, that you get this, and if you're here today, and if you come on later, it's the invitation. I I laugh because there's um, a sister that used to be on the prayer call often. I'm not sure if she's on here today, but Deanna, she's a very um, passionate person about cards and invitations, and so she's always sending you invitations and these pretty things in the mail. And even when you get a wedding um, card, it's just, you know, all the ambiance, the um, decorative things that you do to these cards, but it makes you feel like, oh, man, they really just want me to be there. They really put their effort into it, and it's just beautiful, and I really want to go there and support them. It's the invitation. Are we inviting God into our house? When I think about our house and all of the chaos that goes on, and I don't know what your situation is, but do you invite him into your house? Because the Shunammite woman made space for the prophet of God. She she knew that he was coming through often, so she says to her husband, "Let's um, so let's make a small room upstairs and put a bed, the essentials, a table, a chair, and a lamp." There for him whenever he comes, he can stay here, stay there. And so whenever he comes by, whenever the Holy Spirit comes by, whenever, wherever your space is, that you invite him in, that you make space for him in your space. And you may not have a lot of space because I don't have a lot of space. I'm, I'm going through this thing where I'm like I'm sharing my space, my house with multiple people, and so you may not have a lot of space, but wherever that space is, wherever you can carve out that space, is it in your garage, and sometimes it's in my office, and I may not have a designated space. I have some areas, but 
maybe wherever that little space is that you can get that space and say, God, I give this to you, and I invite you into this house. And I spend that time with you, the table, the chair, the bed, the lamp. Those are the essentials. Whatever the essentials are, my word, my notebook, and wherever I can get in my house that I can have some time with him is awesome. So yesterday I want to talk about kindness. And so yesterday as I walked over out of the house, here came this lady with a dog. And we have a whole conversation with her. And it reminded me back in 2012, I think I might have shared with you guys that I had this um, ongoing relationship with the man in our neighborhood that has these two dogs named Zoe and Arnold. I don't know the man's name, but we have all of these conversations about how he bought his house, how he first started working, how he bought his house at 11000 for $11,000 in Philadelphia, how he goes down in May and opens up the shore house, and his wife comes down the next day because she works at the animal shelter, and we go on and on and on. And so yesterday when I saw her, I said to Al, oh, my goodness, I haven't seen the man, Zoe and Arnold. I haven't seen him in a while. And I'm like, I hope he's okay because he's an elderly man. And so she comes up, and she has Abby. This is her dog. And so then she comes up, and she starts having a whole conversation. What I noticed again is here's this person again that we're being kind to, right, that we just have these conversations with and that we invite them into our area so we can talk. And if it's nothing, we just are compassionate about listening to them and being kind to them about their dog, right? This happens all the time. And so when I think about the Shunammite woman, that's one of the things that it says that she was content and that she was compassionate and persistent. I mean, her son, the son that um, Alicia prophesied to and that she would have a son later, he had to raise him from the dead, and Alicia uh, urged her family to leave the land because of famine was approaching. This makes me think about, I sent this message to Prophet Stacey, the Lord has been speaking to me about ebb and flow. Ebb and flow is the current, the tide, how things go in. Um, they go in and they go out. It's transition. It's transition. And when I thought about this, the Shunammite woman is described as a wealthy woman. It doesn't say what she did, but she had wealth. And here, look at this transition. It says that she has a child. Her husband is elderly, so there's some um, you know, fear of what's going on, and I may, I may not ever have a child. And then Alicia prophesies that she would have a son, and then her son becomes ill, and then he dies, and then Alicia raised him from the dead. She tells the, uh, her and the family to leave the land because a famine is approaching. How awesome is that? Because they're not going to have food. You need to get up and leave, but still it's abrupt. And this is the man that comes to her house all the time that she makes space for. So we have to just park park that thought for a minute because there's a relationship here with this man that she was just kind to that has come into her life and just helped her in all of these areas. She returned home after seven years, and the king restored her ownership of her land and her income. The Shunammite hospitality to Elisha bought her great blessing. I want to go back to me standing at the door. You don't know who God is going to bless you through. Right, you don't know who God is going to bless you through. This house, don't know where you live, but this house is this house that we've committed to God. From the very beginning, we had somebody come in here and pray over this house, and we've been, uh, I, I don't like to use this word, but for lack of a better word, back and forth just toiling, you know, making sure that we take care of it, you know, making sure that we steward it, and then making sure that we keep giving it back to God, giving it back because it's not ours. 
And so we keep giving it back to God and making sure that there's space in this house for him. Oh, nothing else is important. When I think about um, these people and, and the conversations about just all of these things that they want. Yesterday we met this man, and he was on the road, and they drove trucks, the pod trucks, and they go back and forth, and they finally had to make a decision to get a home. And now they can have a home and invite God in that home. But this whole time they've been on the street, you know. So contentment, this is an area that I struggle with. I'm just going to be honest. I told you guys that I walked out to the water this last year around this time and told God that I was so discontent. But the Shunammite woman is a content woman. She's a woman that had a kind heart and keeping your heart right, full of love and empty of bitterness is the secret of receiving from God. Is this something right here? It's an area. It says from bitterness. We have areas that we can deal with that we have going on inside of us and not sure What's hindering us? And um, I would encourage you to pull out that journal. It's some work that I've been doing. Just God, I'm, this area right here is still, you know, coming up, and I've got some stuff that i got to work through in this area. So working through it, writing it out, and getting it over, but that bitterness because it needs to be a kind heart. She used her kindness and wealth to entertain the prophet. She got blessed with a child because of her kindness. The Shino White woman had three qualities, and here we go, go again, contentment, a kind heart, compassion, and persistence. I believe I am like the Shino White woman, except for that contentment piece that I struggle with. <laughs> I do struggle with it every now and then. So I wanted to give you just these things to think about as far as the Shino White woman. But more importantly, the invitation, I keep saying invitation, it's invitation to let God in your space. Whatever that space is that you would invite him, even if you are in your car as I am now, to invite God in that place, that invitation where you say, God, I will get you the table, the chair, the bed, but I need you to come by here. That's all we used to sing is come by here, my Lord, come by here. I can hear my um, aunt saying, come by here, my Lord, come by here, that old song. Oh, Lord, come by here. That is the invitation where we ask God to come into our space and um, what what a, a a privilege it is and an honor to have a home, and and your home could just you know it could be a peaceful place because Jesus is the Prince of Peace. It could be a, a peaceful place, the umpire of peace, but it could be you could have some things going on and you're not sure of like what's going on. You know, some unsettling places in your house because I tell the kids that your house is supposed to be a sanctuary and don't bring a lot of stuff to my house because this is my place where I lay my head and I need sanctuary in this house. But this is the time where we can consider today, like the Shunammite woman, to make a room. She made room. She said, let's go get a room. Let's go get a room and put a table, a small room, she said, a table, chair, a lamp for him so that he would have his own space. Whenever he comes, he can stay there. This is where I want to encourage you that the Holy Spirit needs time and space with us to do some things in us and, and want um, that that area of our life, you know, not um, just these little microwave minutes that we give God, but that we give him some time, some space where we just sit with him, where we sit with our word, thank you, Jesus, and pray and get that quiet time with him, that we invite him in our situations. We invite him in our lives. We invite him in our houses. We invite him in our marriages. 
wherever you can correlate that invitation to, wherever there's places where you have not invited God in, relationships where whether it's your sisters or your brothers and there's discord and and just um just uh a whole bunch of stuff going on. It's so early. <laughs> Free coffee. Wherever there's a place in your life that needs some help that you would invite God in that place, in that space. Amen. So today's reading was uh, the Shunammite woman. I know that was a lot. One of the things that you can remember about her was that she was kind and compassionate. She was content because she was a wealthy woman. She already had everything. And so imagine when you have everything that you need, she's just like, listen, I so appreciate this man for um you know, blessing us. Let's get on the face that when he comes through, because he's prophesied, he's brought my child back. He's told us to leave in the midst of famine. And then everything was restored to her. How awesome is that? That there's a prophet. You don't even know who you're serving today. You know, you may be serving a person where you just show them that extra kindness and love so that God's blessings would overflow and overpower um, you. Amen. So it was a Shunammite woman. Um, doesn't have her name. It's just she's a Shunammite woman. It's 2 Kings 4, 8 through 37. If you're on the line this morning, if you can put your phone on mute. Amen. You can start six. Thank you. And uh, the Shunammite woman is about today her house and our house, the houses that we um, physically live in location-wise, and then our houses that we dwell in in our body. It is an invitation that I want you to consider today because it's a, a real conversation with a real God. That God, I invite you into this house, and you may be saved already, but it may be another re-invitation where you invite him into every area of your mind, your mindset, your finances, your body, your your um, if you're ill in your body and you're saying, Lord, I need you to help me. To, to get better, and there's some areas that I'm still struggling with. I'm still struggling to be disciplined in these areas that you invite the Lord God in these places. The word for this week is he's an all-sufficient God. He's El Shaddai, right? We know him this week is that. I can give you a whole story about that. All-sufficient God, almighty God, all-powerful God. There's nothing that he cannot do, won't do for you that you have to just invite him and have constant conversation and relationship with him. Amen. So we wanted to give you this today. Remember, it's out of 2 Kings chapter 4. The whole verse is 8 through 37, but we only read 8 through um, verses 10, just the short verses today. But go back and just, um, she's an awesome woman, and I believe that you can learn um, from her today. Amen. So we want to open up the prayer line today. If you have any prayer requests, and then we'll go into prayer. Amen. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? It's Prophet Stacy. Hey, how are you? I didn't recognize the voice almost because you <laughs> probably are pre-coffee too. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, just, I, just, well, I try to wash my hair and do things. Um, Amen. And I and I I I gotta listen to the recording because I jumped on. Um, and um, boy, I, I, the key word was it inviting God into a relationship. So for me. Um, so I'm going to ask that you would pray about uh, 
uh, relationship, and uh, that I am I am hearing God's voice and allowing Him to come in um, and speak to me regarding that and speak to the person. Okay. Amen. 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 Anyone else? Amen. Thank God for us. Oh, go ahead. Amen. Good morning, Rhonda. Deanna, how you doing? Hi, who's this? Deanna. I thought that's who it was. Hey, Deanna. <laughs> I was thinking oh. about you this morning. <laughs> I'm sorry. I wasn't sure. Amen. I, may, I might be talking quiet, trying to keep the baby asleep for a little while longer. <laughs> um, I just, well, first, I missed coming on your prayer call, so I apologize for not being here in a while. But I'm grateful that I was urged to get on the call this morning. It was a great lesson. Um, and I do want to ha- I do have a prayer request. I want to ask for continued prayer for my sister Quadia and um and and direction. I know that she knows the Lord and um I just want the her relationship with the Lord to take over her life because there's you know, at 17, almost 18, can't wait to be 18, there's a lot of decisions being made and things being done. And, you know, just, you know, we we see some ungodly things and we are just um, keeping her lifted in prayer. Um, And that's it. Amen, amen. I wanted to say this, and I think we can kind of like um, all, um, I'm not sure whom else is on the line. Um, but the three, the three of us, um, because we have this commonality, mm-hmm. and and um, we have um, children, sister, you know, people that we, little ones, and they're not little. They're just at the age where we care a lot about them, right? So I'm always um, at the mm-hmm. altar. <laughs> I am kind of consistently. So I hear your heart. Um, and I and I feel it because I I am at the same place. That was my prayer, that invitation mm-hmm. at the door, um, that we just make this commitment that you know we uh, hold each other up and that when the Lord you know um, lays it on our heart that we would continue just in that time to just pray for the children because um, thank you God. Um, Sequoia and I had this conversation. In fact, I'm gonna digress for a second if I if I can. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Sequoia and I had a conversation uh, this week about uh, one of her friends and the mother. Uh, let me remember how this conversation helped I hear. The whole thing about the conversation is that she made this comment about mothers are the covering of the children. And she just randomly said it. And I said, oh, my gosh, you're the third time, that's the third time it's the third time, like, in the, in the last month because we went to my cousin um, Marlo's funeral, and my cousin made a mention that the mother is the covering over the children. And I had been weighed in my spirit because there's somebody that I knew that had passed years ago, and their children are going through a very difficult time right now. And I'm like, Lord, I made that promise that I would cover those kids in prayer and that you know, they're really old. You know, listen, like they're the same age as me. And I said, but I'm, I have to do better. And then Sequoia made this comment again, and I was like, there it is again, that the mothers are the covering. It's such an interesting place. If we think that we don't have any place or purpose, that I believe that 
And it's not just our children. It's the other children that we would continue to cover these kids um, in prayer so that we would make this commitment um, today on this prayer call to just whenever the Lord unctions us that and we would go deeper. And that's a place of invitation, too, because it's a place of, for me, inviting God in that situation and then complete surrender. And surrender is that, Lord, I know what you did with my life, right? And that, and then I even asked the queen, I wonder who's praying for me because my mother's not here, right? <laughs> I asked that question. I was like, who's covering Brown because my mother's not here? Um, but that I have faith that knowing where I came from, right, and even if I can look back one year and where I've come from, that somebody is, has got it and that we have to keep on praying and plugging for the, the people in our lives then we surrender it to God in such a big way that, God, that you got it, because there's no there's no way that you would fail me and, and fail us. And so I just wanted to say that. Amen. Anyone else? Amen. Amen. Okay. Let's pray. Okay. Our God is our God because when she said what she said, I, I immediately thought of him. And, yeah. Uh, and, and you guys know. Same, same age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and our, uh, um, last night when we got home, we, I mean, you guys know this, and I kind of shared this with you. We have tons of kids here all the time, all the time. Like, there's... If that last night there was at least seven or eight kids here, um, and my heart—that's that's where the invitation came from because there's sometimes they're heavy on me. They're out here, they're driving. You know, you just don't know what's going on, and I and I and I think that we think that it gets easier when they're out of diapers. I think we think when they graduate. That's what he said to us last night. He said they're 16 and 14, and they're almost 18, and they're out the way. And I said, you have no idea. Uh-huh. <laughs> You have no idea what's going to happen next. It starts out after this. A new stage. It's interesting. I just, I thought about my girlfriend, like she has a, she, her youngest is 16, and so he just got his license um, in the summer. And they had gone bowling, but, you know, at that age, they have to be back in the house by nine. And they had gone bowling, but he, you know, wanted, of course, to drive his car and, you know, he had his friends with him. And so they had to, you know, he had to leave the bowling alley. He was with his mom and dad, but they had to leave the bowling alley early because they had to come back by nine, and he had to drop off friends. But when they were leaving, um, when they were, they left, you know, they probably left at nine o'clock where, you know, they the kids had to leave by 8.30 or something like that. But when they were leaving, there was, I guess, cops, and they said somebody, somebody I guess, that was driving said that there was, an accident, somebody went off the road. Mm. And my girlfriend, I love her, uh, she has a she has a tracking system on all her kids, even the adult ones. Mm. And she's had it on there for years. So I'm like, well, how come I didn't know about that? Because I surely would have put one on. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so where the person said the accident was, when she went on the track, and that's where her son was in that area. And of course, you know, as a frantic parent, you're you're racing because you know he's he's still young, and you know he just got his license. Even though he's a pretty good driver, but still. Um, 
But when she got up the highway, she was trying to call him, and he wasn't answering. When she got up to the person, it was somebody else's child. Mm. And all she could do was get out the car, you know, pray, you know, find out what they needed, if they had called their parents already, and and then track, and, you know, and, and in the process, try to track her son down too. But you know, knowing as a parent, we're responsible. I always think that I'm not just responsible for my child, but right. I'm responsible for children that are with me. So um, right. whether they're in my house for an hour, you know, or they're in my care for the weekend, you know, I always took on that perspective that you know, when they are with me, that's my child, and the the. Uh, sports team that my son used to be on, that's what the coach used to always say. When they come, when they are on my field, they are my children, and you are not to discipline them. The coach would be very clear that it is his responsibility and parents that are mind their business because he will discipline them. Those are his children. Those are his boys when he's, when they're out on the field. Amen. And that always blessed me, you know, to take on that perspective um, especially since, you know, raising my son, I've heard several people that were, like, close to me, family members, you know, like, real close, um, say, you know, well, that's not my problem. And it's like, but this is your nephew. This is your 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 your, your first cousin. This is, you know, these are children that are close to you. We're not even talking about children in Hong Kong. We're talking about children that are literally, you can touch them, call them, See them, you know, you have an influence in their life, and for you to say it's not your problem, you know. And I had to realize that I, I, you know, had to pull in and not have, you know, not have my child around certain people. Hmm. You know, so it's a, it's a heavy responsibility, but as a parent, you know, it's a necessary responsibility because if I don't see something, you know, if I don't see something, you may see it. Um, so covering our children on all sides, and I may not be praying for my child, but knowing that my child enters your home or is in your faith, and you're praying for them, you know, I may not have the faith that you have. Yeah. So I just had to share. I'm sorry. I did, it was just so heavy. <laughs> That's okay. Amen. I guess these kids got us all. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, they got us all. Amen. Um, so we thank you all for joining us for the prayer call this morning. And uh, for the, if you came on late, then um, it is Second Psalm, Second Psalm, Second Kings, chapter four, eight through thirty-seven. It's about the Shunammite woman. I love the Shunammite woman. I just absolutely uh, love her. I love the transition, and it says that all that just went on. And I, I was able to relate to her because you know you just have these things going on. This is happening, and this is happening, and this is happening. And even though She's wealthy. She went through some things, too, and um, some desires, wanting a child. The child dies, and then you can think about that. I mean, such a spiritual context of what can die in our life, and the, and the Lord can bring it back and um, move us out of what's comfortable. I mean, there's so much you can get out of her story, even when you're wealthy and everything is great and, and you think you have everything going on. But here it is. What is important is that it's the man of God. And um, I like to um, rest on this place that the man of God was there, but I I want to make that invitation known that that's our place to invite God in, in that place. And so everything that's going on, whether something dies, whether we have to move, 
whether we, you know, lose finances or whatever, all the things that she had going on, that God brought her through all of those different things, but it was that place that she made where it was just a table, a chair, and a lamp, and um, a place for him to come in and and, um, have a place whenever he needed to, whenever he needed to. How about that? Whenever God needs to, because I believe that for me, a person of prayer, sometimes God, you know, like he needs to pray through me. Are you available? Are you a a vessel? So when I think about that, whenever he needs to, but there's often times I'm pulling in him. So it's back and forth. Whenever he needs to use me and pray for somebody, and then there's times where I'm just standing at the door, I'm so heavy. And that was the prayer because I have so many kids coming through here. And then I was like, God, what, what you've done through this is my earnest prayer. Whatever you've done in me that when they walk through this direction, and, and it was interesting because next thing you know, I turn around. And Sage was saying, I said, Sage, because he, he says, are you guys okay? So who's at the house? He's, it was a list. <laughs> and I came back. It was like cars, always cars in front of my house. And so I just went back to, Lord, they don't even know. This was around 2 o'clock that I prayed that prayer. So as they went over the threshold, that God, you, you do whatever you need to do. And I'm waiting for the testimonies. I'm, I'm putting a demand on God that one of them would just be like, you know what, this right here, I'm not doing all that no more. And then I just start to see them change. That's where I'm resting on God, and I hope that you would do the same. So, God, we just thank you this morning. We, we so honor you this morning. Lord God, I thank you for um, just obedience and getting on this prayer call this morning because I just have to say that it was a struggle because <laughs> we are just working a lot in the background. And uh, I couldn't miss a day but just without talking to you. And um, I count my Saturdays just so important because it's the the start of a day. And as I listened to this message this week, it just was confirmation. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added. And so I'm not worried about finance and, and all those things. I'm really not. I'm just worried about these this, my true purpose and that everybody would get that on this call. I'm at, I'm at the altar this week. And like never before, like, God, this thing that you have, my destiny, my purpose, and, you know, I've, I've peeled into it, but I'm like, that this true thing that you have for me, calling, like, I just don't want to waste any time no more. Like, just deliver it in the, in, the, in the mail, and I open it up, and I know what I'm supposed to do, and let's go and execute it. That's my conversation with you. And so, God, we thank you today, Lord God, for just resting last night and this week that we've lived and that we woke up and we were breathing and we have faculties and our right state of mind. We just thank you, God. We thank you for just revelation and divine revelation that you've spoken to us, many of us, many times this week and just um, revealed some things that we may have not even understood and that you're always talking to us. I love that. Even this Okay, you're talking to me about Denver Broncos. What is that about? God, I'm just so in awe with you, just so all in awe with you, and I just thank you. I thank you for the ability to just wake up and just give you just my voice, God, and just um, my prayers, Lord God, and I just so thank you. I thank you, God, for these mighty women of God that you have on this prayer call this morning, Lord God, that we come before you. Thank you, God, and we just offer our children. We offer our children to you. They're not ours in the first place. You just gave them to us to steward 
through this lifetime, but that we make such a difference and we are examples to them and that they would see something in us. The kids always make these references, like, she's just on her grind and she's always doing this and that, that they wouldn't see just those things, that they would just see the love that we have for you, that compassion, that fervor, that fervent prayers that we have, that they know that we have this relationship with you and that they would see that and they would want more of you. You know, we walk through these rooms sometimes and it's like, I want what that person has. Not not the shiny stuff, God, but that they would want a prayer life with you and they would want salvation with you even more. And so today, God, I bring Kadia in front of you today, Lord God. I ask you to untangle and help her in the restlessness of her heart. That God, everything that's going on inwardly, Lord God, that is coming outwardly, Lord God, that you would help her in such a place. That she walked through the streets, Lord God, and that you would talk to her. That, God, that you would nudge her and help her remember where she's come from, Lord God. And that you would settle all of those broken places, God, that you would help her. Lord God, she's such a, a great, great, great girl, Lord God, and she has great things in store for her and great support. That is one of the things, when you have great support, you can do everything that God has called you to do. It's, you can't have that excuse that I don't have anybody helping me. Um, I sent Stacey this word that the Lord said to me last night, co-chair. And it's when you're having a meeting or an organization that you're doing it together. And I'm like, okay, God, you, I am, you are the head of this thing, and I'm just your co-chair that we'll do this thing together. When you have support, you have no excuse. You have it, unless you can't handle those people, but that's another responsibility. But we pray today for Claudia, Lord God. We put her my always prayers and support in the altar, Lord God, and just deal with those places that are broken, Lord God, that you would uplift her, that you would give her a word today our daily bread, Lord God, that you would speak to her, and Lord God, you would remind her that she is mighty, you would remind her that even when things, if if I can say this, when it looks like failure, it's not, it's just God redirecting us different ways, and so God, we all have this significant story, none of our stories compare, but Lord God, that you have purpose and plans for us, God, we thank you for Stacey and um, Calvin. And Calvin's girlfriend, Lord God, and we just ask you for all of us to be able to invite you in, invite you in every situation, Lord God. I ask you just to keep them, especially as they're in their area, Lord God, and it's a different pace than our peace. And so help and speak to them, Lord God, as he sees his mother praying and going after God with just fervor, Lord God, um, do something in him that you would just remind him of the dominion and power that he has on this earth, Lord God and that he would um, get mentorship, Lord God, to just help him be uh, a man of valor, Lord God, because it's so needed, Lord God, in these last days. We keep him from um, facilities, and that you would speak to him, Lord God, and just nudge him to remind that this is, you know, remind him that this might not be the thing for you to do, Lord God, that just as, as I, I hear, keep their hands clean. Keep their hands clean in everything that they do, Lord God, that they would be a man after your own heart like David, Lord God, but they would run, Lord God, after you, Lord God, and not get weary, Lord God, and even if they don't understand it, that you would give them all that they need, Lord God. 
Stacey asked for prayer about her invitation to this relationship, and I just asked if you would help her with that so that she could heal and that she could move on because that was the one thing about the Shunammite woman that she didn't have any bitterness toward God, and you were able to just keep on blessing her. And so in all of our areas, whether it's bitterness, resentment, um, my word, discontentment, whatever area that is blocking us, Lord God, that you would just speak to us and help us to know um, that sometimes what we perceive to be one thing is not and that you don't want us to walk in a place that is hindering our lives with you. And so today, God, we invite you into every place. If we can even just take a moment, either now or as we leave this prayer call, that there are some places that we have not fully invited God in. It's a place that we are so struggling and we can't get past or we, we keep coming up against blockages and that we would totally surrender that place and invite God into that place. And it may be uncomfortable. I always say that this is my year of uncomfortable. I think every year is the year of uncomfortable because we have to just give God something else so that he can come in and do the magnificent in our lives. And so, Lord, it may be uncomfortable, but we invite you into that place, whether it's our financial situation, whether it's our marriages, whether it's our relationships with our fathers or sisters and brothers that we can't get along and attend and we keep walking around and, and there's unforgiveness. Wherever that area is today, God, that we we ask that you come in that place, Lord God, and we give you full reign. God, we thank you for the revelation today of this Shunammite woman, that place that space, wherever that is, God, that we invite you into that space. God, no holds barred that we invite you in. Lord God, and that we make time for you like never before, especially in these last and evil days, Lord God, that there's so much going on. And we can't even, like, give you the news update if we played it back because the seed is just rolling and there's so much going on, God. But we ask you today in the short prayer, God, that we pray for our nation. We pray for our people, God. We pray for decisions, legislative decisions, Lord God. We pray for our communities, our governors, Lord God, and, and all of the things that are going on, Lord God, that you would be in everything, God, that you have people set in places that would help and pray and make decisions, Lord God, that would be best for us. When we're looking, and I'm riding down streets last night, and I see the signs for health insurance, Lord God, and there's so much going on with that, and we know that there's people out here that are so sick, and God, we pray today, Lord God, to just stay insured, Lord God, and help us to take care of these bodies of ours, Lord God, and help us to make sure that we govern the bodies and steward the bodies that you give us this day, God. And so I could go on in prayer and prayer, Lord God, but I just want to say I thank you. I thank you for this moment in time, this moment in time, where we're able to open up our mouths, Lord God, and just talk to you and just care so much about what's going on, Lord God. We bring it to you in prayer. Hannah was a woman of prayer, Lord God, and our hearts are um, uh, fully given over to you in prayer, Lord God, that we would turn up our prayer lives like never before, that we would get on the walls. And, Lord God, and that we would just open our books, Lord God, and open up our minds. And as you uh, gave me someone in my dream this morning, that we would go reach out and make sure that those people are okay, okay, and that we would continue to cover them in prayer, Lord God. So we thank you for this word today like, like never before, God. We thank you. God, we honor you. We praise you. Lord God, we thank you for the revelation, if I can say this this week, that um, you gave my daughter in a dream, El Shaddai. 
And I so love you for that because we get to know you in such a different way, an all-sufficient, almighty God, and we can just hold on to that. And that's for everybody on this prayer call. He's all-sufficient and an almighty God. And if we don't know him that way, we can think about everything that we have. We can stand and release in that, that every time we get in this angst about, I don't have this for this and I don't have this for this, he's always taken care of us. He's never failed us. Everything is always flowing and everything is okay and if we could just rest in that that we know that God you are with us every second of the day and we want to say thank you for that we honor you in this prayer today Lord God we say thank you for the opportunity one more time to seek you in prayer in relationship in covenant relationship in Jesus name amen amen and amen thank you so much ladies for joining us for uh, Simply Pray I want to say this, uh, I'm going to say it, Saturday, Monday is the start of the Bible study that um, we are restarting. It is a woman who doesn't quit. It's five weeks. It is online. It will start at 8.30 p.m. We're going back to Monday night um, of Bible study. So we have some things to do because we've been offline a little bit. Sometimes I go off the grid when I really have to think. I'm just going to be honest. (laughs) I had to think a lot this week and just... uh, take care of some things, but we'll be back online um, this week because we have to announce the winner of um, some goodies, and we have to give away one of the studies to someone um, that wants to study with us, and so we'll go on for five weeks. I'm excited about it because uh, one of the prayer calls that we did, not last week, but the week before, was about just running, running the race, and I believe I'm reminded of the scripture about running and not getting weary. And that oftentimes we get weary of just what's going on. And uh, the word this week for me is intentional. And just really thinking about, like, even when I'm serving, like, I have to be intentional about this thing. Not because, here's, here's this revelation. Thank you, God. Not just because you, you asked me to serve. My heart has to be in it, intentional about, God, I'm serving you because, whatever that reason is, and putting my all into it. Because if I keep showing up and I have this, you know, when it says give and um, give with a cheerful heart, that it's not begrudging, that when I serve, I don't come with a begrudging heart, that I come with my everything. And it's my service to you, it's my praise and my worship. If I'm not coming with that in my service, then I, I, dis, I discount the whole experience. And so for me this week, it's that word intentional, but I'm really trying to be intentional about, where I'm serving and what I'm doing in this life because if you take a tape measure, and and this was uh, something that we saw in one of the lessons, if you take a tape measure and put your number on there, the average person is still 70. Well, you're on the other side of it. You're somewhere in the half there. So we have to really look at time right now. The brevity of life is what I keep talking about, that we're just a vapor and that we're here for just an amount of time and an assignment, and when it's done, the Lord transitions us. And so let's get about God's business and, and keep on going. But I don't want to get weary in well-doing, and I believe we get weary in well-doing. We're not doing the things that God has purposed for us to do. We're doing a whole bunch of things that somebody wants us to do. Amen. And that's a prayer and another prayer call in itself. Um so thank you so much. We went an hour today, and that's awesome. <laughs> you girls have an amazing um, day. Be blessed, as always. Be fit and be blessed. You can join us in the Simply Pray e-group. And uh, any questions, any prayers, we're always praying in the background.
So you guys be fit and be blessed. I already said that. Get some coffee. It's Saturday. <laughs> Amen. Be blessed. Amen. Be blessed. Amen. 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 Amen.